Hello, Remote Start Nation, and welcome to Remote Start, the podcast for the individual who wants to start a business, build a lifestyle brand, and do it all while living the lifestyle they desire. Our goal is to help you take that idea, skill, or passion and turn it into a profitable, scalable business that thrives within your community. I'm Jim Doyon, your host, and I am on a mission along with special guests to help you understand yourself, the lifestyle you truly want from your business, and what it takes to start and scale it through systems and creating a sought-after brand. Regardless of the industry or where your small business is at in its growth stage, Remote Start is packed with lessons, stories, and the do's and don'ts of how to get where you want. So my simple question to you, what are you ready to start? If it's in business, branding, or lifestyle, then start it now and join the Remote Start Nation. Without further ado, let's get this show started. What is up, Remote Starter Nation? Let's get something started. I'm Jim Doyon, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Remote Start, where I bring you stories and strategies on how to start a business, build a brand, and create your desired lifestyle. On today's episode, we're going to discuss how one entrepreneur went from service industry to creating a software to help streamline his agency, which later led to him creating a new business altogether by helping other agencies use his software. Solomon Timothy is president of One IMS, an online marketing agency with proven track record in helping business generate quality leads through inbound marketing. He's also the co-founder of ClickX, a marketing intelligence platform for brands and marketers to plan, execute, and measure all their online marketing campaigns. Solomon has been published as a thought leader in Forbes, Fast Company, Entrepreneur, and other notable publications. And in addition to that, He's a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling author with his books, Game On, Leaders Who Last, and Business Success Secrets. Remote Start Nation, I am beyond humbled and honored to have Solomon join us today, and I'm really looking forward to diving diving deeper into the understanding of what it takes to run a successful business. Without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Solomon Timothy. Solomon, what's up, my man? Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That was a very long intro, (laughs) but at the end of the day, I'm a a grinder. I do what everybody should be doing, which is working on the business as opposed to working in the business. So those, you know, things that are happening, it's like it's a byproduct of what you do, right? I don't ever go and say, oh yeah, I want to go get published on Forbes. Like that was not my, that was not my thing. My thing was, well, how do I work with clients and make them successful how do we help them grow? Because that's why they're paying you. That's all we did for the last 15 years. But thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and just to have a quick chat with you. And I hope to drive like so much value out of this for anybody who's going to watch this, listen to this, download it, you know, read the, the manuscript, the transcript. I really, really, honestly, like we want to make sure this time is well spent so that they can get maximum juice out of this time. Solomon, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm so excited to get this episode started. My first question to you, what does it mean to differentiate or die? Yeah, so in the business success secret, my chapter is called differentiate or die because as marketers, we're most most of the time when a client gets, clients hire me, I would say, well, what differentiates you? Why are you different? Why should somebody pick you over anybody else? And then most of the time, they don't understand why I'm asking this serious question. This is the thing that I'm going to use in my ads. This is my hook. This is the story. This is my everything. 
But most of the time, we are the same to our customer. They don't know why we're different, right? Yeah. So I like to say that in, in my challenges and my workshops and everything I do, even agents, I speak to agencies all, all day long. I say, look, you guys, you guys are generalists. If you're building websites and doing Facebook ads and Google ads and everything else that everybody else does, that's called a generalist. You need to actually get rid of that. You need to be a specialist. You need to say, this is what I do. And that's all I do. If all you do is Facebook ads, or if all you do is help this type of customers, if all you do is do Salesforce integration for CRM, you know, people with, you know, 100 employees or 100 salespeople or more, then that's your job. Because the example I give them is that when you get sick on a Monday and you got shoulder pain or you got this pain or that pain, you call your regular doctor. They say, come on in. We have all the availability in the world. And he or she might charge $250 to talk to you for 15 minutes. And they send you to a specialist, a shoulder specialist, a knee specialist, whatever it is. Yeah. You're waiting four weeks out to talk to that person. They might charge $1,400 to your insurance for a 15-minute consult. Who yeah. made more money? Did the generalist make more money or the specialist make more money? So being a specialist is an upward spiral. The higher you go, the more you get paid, the, the more people just resonate with what you're saying, because guess what? You speak to a specific problem, you fix it, and you're the best at it, or one of the best in the world at it, right? Russell Brunson calls the category king. There's nobody better than you. Like, that's what you want to be. On the other side, you get blended in with everybody else. It's like vanilla ice cream. Everybody's got the exact same thing. You can't really figure out why you versus anybody else. That's a downward spiral. You make less money. And in fact, the more generalist you are, you kind of become a handyman. And handymans get paid so little for the amount of time to do anything and everything. Whereas a specialist, somebody who's a pro expert that fixes only one thing in the house, they get paid way more for the same amount of time. So since we're exchanging time for money, we might as well get paid more. That's, that's a great way that's to look at uh, <laughs> That's my thought process. I like to look at it like niche down, niche down, niche down and understand and be able to talk to your customer or talk to whoever it is in that niche to be an expert. That's correct. And also that's like, it's your passion too. Right. You got to have some sort of like, you have to have some idea of everything, but you don't have to be the expert in everything. I hire experts for running Facebook ads. I hire experts to run Google ads. I hire experts to do TikTok or hire video editors to do that copywriters to do this. I can't be the expert in anything, but I know enough to say I need one of each, right? Like this studio was built by an expert who knows how to build studio. I didn't do it, but yeah. I know that I needed it. So that's the same outlet. Like you want to be that expert because after that need, they don't need you anymore. I don't need to go back to the shoulder doctor. Once they fix it, I'm great. I'm done. Like that's what you want to be known for. You see like it's the whole blue ocean, red ocean thing. Most of the time, we're just in a bloody ocean trying to pick just another fish. And what do we do? We lower our price. And that's the worst thing that you could do is lower our price. Because guess what? We're desperate. We need a little bit more money. So we say, you know what? I'll give you 50% off. But that's the worst thing you could do because now you're doing more work for less money. As opposed to saying, you know what? I only work with five entrepreneurs. I charge $50,000 a year. Pick and choose. That's all. This is what I do. And I only work with five. You're paying a premium because I'm not out there trying to find every fish in the sea. So increase your value and increase your price. 100%. And you're spending the same amount of time like my, you know, my shoulder specialist. And, you, you know, people are waiting, right? People are waiting. I mean, we're not old enough to know that specialists are four and six weeks out yet. But when we, <laughs> when we get to Medicare age, we'll be like waiting for a specialist for our knee and our toe and our oh, this yeah. and our that. We'll be like, geez. And I'd rather learn that now. 
when we're yeah. still entrepreneurs, right? Like when we're still doing it, not when we're retired, that gee, I should have been a specialist. I would have made a boatload of money. I wouldn't have to work at Walmart greeting people. Does that make sense? Like that's the thing that we should be thinking about. Do I want to live all my life being a generalist or do I want to be a, a specialist and then hire other specialists to fill in the areas that I'm not a specialist in? So that's value. Remote Star Nation, I hope you heard that. Become a specialist in something. Figure out your why, figure out what you want to do, why you're doing it, why you're starting a business, and then niche down into the specific area of how you can add more value so then you can add to your price and make more money. That's correct. And not work twice as hard to make that money. That, that That's also true, right? It's, 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 uh, it's easier said than done. But most people look at like, well, if I get rid of these clients, I'm not going to have any money. What should I do? So we need to get to change that over time. Well, I teach that to agencies, especially when they're starting so that they're not 10 years into it and they just have a job and not a business. All right. Um, so, But you went from service industry, which is your IMS, right? Correct. To creating the software to help streamline your agency, which then later led to you creating a new business altogether, which is ClickX. That is absolutely right. So here I am, college right, grad, right? Day after college, my parents wouldn't let me start anything before that because they're afraid that I'm going to drop out. So I waited to make them, make them really happy. And then I said, well, I'm going to have to switch gear and pursue my entrepreneurial passion, which is at the time, I didn't really know that I was gifted. At the time, uh, it was more about marketing services. Does that make sense? It was It was me yeah. learning how to, build websites. It was me doing search engine optimization. That's what I was doing my early days. Um, and so I hit this roadblock that is, I cannot get past about 10 to $30,000 per month. That's the problem. I can't get, I just, no matter, it's basically where everybody's starting today, there's going to be some sort of a glass ceiling that they just cannot hit. Like no matter what you do, some people, it might be, I can't break the million dollars a year mark right? Some people, it might be, I can't get past $10,000 a month. I don't know what I'm doing right or I'm doing wrong, but I can't do it. So for me, that was the thing. And then what happened to me, what, what I did is I asked myself, there's got to be somebody else who's done this before. I can't be the yeah. only person that has the same problem. So when you, it's the, the questions you ask yourself is, well, how you get the result that you want in life? It's, it's ask better questions. So my question was, what do I need to do to find somebody who's done this before? And that's what led me to knowing this thing called the personal development industry and sales and marketing and all of the things. I was a technician. If you read E-Myth, I was not an entrepreneur, meaning I didn't really have a clue what I was doing to scale the business. So that's how I stumbled on E-Myth. That's how I stumbled on all the books about uh, you know traction. That's how I stumbled on scaling up. Then I went to conferences. I signed up for every coaching thing you could imagine. I hired people that have done this before. I hired people that sold businesses. And I only hung out with people that knew how to grow businesses. That's I when I realized that what I need to do is build a software because technically what I need is a system to put every single client through. So if I had consistent input, I can have consistent output. Garbage in, garbage out. So then yeah. I realized that maybe what I need to do is find similar customers, local based businesses, maybe people that are only looking for lead generation and not e-commerce, right? Those are apples and oranges. 
So once I started to do that, we built a tool in-house and you know, it was kind of like our digital marketing thing because that's what it was. Like at the time I was web design. So we, we put branded, like the digital marketing aspect of our business was ClickX, but it was really a system that we built to bring customers in consistently, onboard them and manage them and also give them a dashboard where they can see all their data. Because for us, it was so many different put inputs like Google Analytics, Google Ads, all this kind of other things. They didn't even have Facebook ads at the time. So it was like call tracking and all of these things was just too much data for us to put it in Excel spreadsheet and PDFs. We said, what if we just streamlined it? And that was kind of like our pivot from being a service company, which is unscalable to being a product company, which is scalable. That's incredible. Well, like I said, I, it wasn't easy. You know, right. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing half the time. Needless to say that cash flow issues trying to be a software company and you have service pay, like it doesn't work. You still have salary. So I was dumping everything I made back into this dream. And then clearly, like if you're an entrepreneur, you're getting started, you know how exhausting it is. You literally, your battery's not empty. Like you, you have no energy. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. needless to say, like, you know, you're like, do I work on the software side? Do I work on the business? If you're asking that question yourself, who's listening to me and watching me, it's like, I don't know what to work on. Do I work in the business? Do I work on the business? I was literally torn. Working in the business is doing the campaigns, doing the day-to-day, -day, working on the business, build the system. Talk to my engineers, give them the thing that they need to do to code. It was literally trying to like, you know, you're pulled apart. Like, which one should I do? Do I do the thing that's going to make me money or do I do the thing that's going to help me scale? These are tough questions that every single person who's starting or thinking about starting or already started looking to scale, going to have to answer. How do I invest my time? So what would be the number one piece of advice you can give to a starting entrepreneur, someone that's starting a business and, you know, in that situation you were in where you're working on it, like what, what advice would you give them? I would say that like, I want to have some clear, like have clarity in your mind. What, what you want to accomplish. Let's just, let's just uh, practical, right? Let's get practical. If I'm trying to get $10,000 a month, that's, that's, that's my goal. I would want to make that first want to know what is it I'm trying to make and why do I want 10,000? It's the first thing I would just say, what is it and why? Then my strategy is how do I reverse engineer? Today, I help agencies scale and I don't ever go into what product do you want to sell? I don't go into, do you want to do it in-house or outsource the work? I go into how much money are you trying to make? Right. And the reason is you got to have something. You'll never hit a target that you don't know. Right. Like you, you, right. you, can't, you can't hit a fuzzy target. So you got to have some sort of target. It doesn't matter what the number is. Bigger the entrepreneur, the bigger the number, smaller you are. Make do something that's going to excite you. There's a good payout. Right? You're going you're to be fired up to hit 50K if that's your number. And then work backwards. That's what I would say. Because then you'll ask questions. Well, how do I get two leads a day? How do I get four leads a day? It all comes down to some numbers. I need four leads. And if every single one out of four, which is 25% of them, convert into a proposal or whatever it is that your company does, or one of 25% of them buy, or 25% comes into the store, or 25% adds to cart, whatever that metric might be, then you can say that to get to this number, here's what I need to execute against. And then if I don't know the answer to how to get four people to add to cart, then you go hire somebody, you go pay somebody to tell you how to do it like I did, right? I needed somebody else to tell me how do I scale a service business or how do I scale a business as we're multiplying, like I didn't know. It was literally, I don't know if you know, there's an episode of I Love Lucy. She was like putting candy or whatever. And then it comes so fast. It's just like, things are all over. Like, 
<laughs> your, you know what I mean? Your, your, your uh, assembly line is broken, right? right. There's more input coming at you and then you're just overloaded. You can't even juggle. That's what we were facing. We couldn't scale if we kept doing what we were doing. If we kept doing Microsoft Excel or whatever it is, it wouldn't have done it. So we so have to look- kind of take a step back and figure out what is it that we want and how we're going to accomplish it. And you realize by taking that step back, you had the leads coming in, you knew the money was coming in as a service industry, but you had to put the systems in place in order to help and, and manage your, your growth. And that's what led to ClickX. That is absolutely right. So we had to kind of say that, look, guys, we have our service business. We're going to have to build the systems. At the time, we had made $0 building this software. Like it was just for us. It helped right. us scale. So we took a step back and said, look, we're going to invest into this. This is going to be an investment. When it's an investment, short-term loss, long-term gain, right? You invest. Most of the time when you start a business, you, you make more, you spend more money than you make. Your revenue right. goes down and then it goes up. So we had to make it go down a little bit on, per- per- on purpose. You had to bleed a little. And then you say, look, this is ultimately going to help us in the long run. This is ultimately going to help us be more efficient. And if I can save time and energy and payroll and whatever, then we will be somewhat profitable. And that eventually, like Tesla or any of those big companies, right? Any of the companies on public, if they're going public, they're spending a lot of money for growth, but then they're not going to be in profit. They're not going to have profitability. And then eventually you start becoming profitable. So as a leader on that, are you, did you kind of sit back and, and, set your team and say, listen, you on the service side, you're going to continue doing what you're doing. You're going to continue like nothing else is going on. And then you had another team that you brought in of developers and experts in building software to, and you manage both of those. Correct. So our team would be involved to the degree that they needed to be involved. So like they would, I would ask them for input. What do you want this to be? What do you want that to be? But that's it. We would have a different team. We would spend tens of thousands of dollars a month coding the thing, trying to make a prototype to eventually be making it work. You know, if anybody tried to ever create a product, it's like, it's impossible. It's like pushing this ginormous rock up the mountain (laughs) in any given time, it can fall right back. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't, you don't have the strength to make it up. So, but that's kind of what it feels like being an entrepreneur. I'm sure you've been there. And, you know, just trying to make anything happen is nearly impossible. There's more coming against you, right? <laughs> right? The headwinds are just too much. Nothing seems to work. You know, you that's could call right. for a hundred times. You never get one reply. For those starting a business, that's why I think it's so important to, to really truly understand why you want to start a business, what your purpose is behind it. And to your point of, of picking a number, I think it's a great thing to do to have a number there, a target that you can hit. But I feel like with all the things that could go wrong, starting a business and owning a business, if you don't have your why down of why you're doing it and your reason, and, and that has to be above the money, the yep. monetary side, like, I think if you don't have that figured out, it's a lot easier to get distracted and ultimately want to give up. I agree. And that's why the statistics like 50% of the businesses are gone by year two and then 90% of them are gone by year nine. It's right. because they didn't work long enough to actually figure out. I think the, the goal of an entrepreneur is to keep going until like basically what everybody else is giving up. Well, you're the ones going to try long enough that you'll be successful. You just want to make enough money that you could keep doing it. If that, if that makes sense, yeah. just 
enough money that you have enough money to keep going until you can figure out the perfect funnel or figure out the perfect offer, figure out the perfect niche, the perfect offer. Just got to keep at it because most of us, I would say, even myself, I don't think we would try as hard as Elon has tried trying to get Starship, the, the you know what I mean? The, <laughs> the rocket. Yeah. Whenever it comes back, blown up, we would be like, ah, this, I think this, we're burning too many millions. Let's call this quits. We can come back to this in two years or three years, right? We're delaying our dream because we're not willing to risk more and keep trying. But absolutely, you're right on the point there. So tell me, let's talk a little bit more about ClickX. As an agency, as a small business owner, what does ClickX do? And, and give us a little background on it. Absolutely. So, so back in the day, this is our product was helping you know customers get leads, lead generation and customer acquisition. Those were those were the two pillars. We helped them generate leads, and the leads got to be quality so that they turn into customers. A percentage of them, right? Nobody's got 100% conversion rate. So, a percentage of them, uh, and obviously whatever that revenue that generated, it was worth it lifetime. The lifetime value was way greater than what they paid us and what they paid in ads and everything else that it made sense for them to do it. So our job is to help uh, customers grow. Now, over time, because we have a blueprint, we got the framework, we scaled our agencies to multiple millions and we're like, hey, uh, other agencies, I was working with other agencies. I would be the back office. Our efficiency was so good that they can like pay us to do it. And I've helped other agencies scale to like millions. We're like, maybe there's something there. And so we start yeah. to discover a, a process to help agencies duplicate the success that I've had, which is productization, lead generation, offer creation, niche selection, all those things that they need to do. I teach it and now I help them execute it. I coach them. And they also use our software, which we built for ourselves to then scale that, if that makes sense. That's what the business we're in today. Um, before it was us doing the work, like people would hire us and then we would do their Facebook ads. People would still do like, you know, a big chunk of our money is still executing campaigns. So I'm still in the trenches on a day-to-day -day basis, but our, our, our impact has changed significantly from doing to now teaching and helping others accomplish the same end goal, which is having a product service-based business that can scale. Is there a certain recurring theme that you've seen with small businesses that if they could just change or if they could do differently in, in the way that they're trying to reach their, their target customer? Yeah. What would that be? What's, what's something that you've seen that you could give advice to the remote start nation that if they aren't having success generating those leads that they want, yeah. what could they change immediately that could make a difference? I think uh, I have a giant TV in my room, all right? And that TV, I may have showed you in our, our last chat. It's my calendar. It's what my day goes. So I, I have meetings after meetings after meetings. If that's the day with meetings, if it's internal, it's internal. So now it's an interview and then go on to the next thing. Every minute while I have my energy, we start with 100% energy. Like our Duracell battery is 100% when we start at 8. It's at zero at five or seven or nine or 12, whatever it is your energy level is. So you got to figure out where your energy is invested during that time. Most of us are spending all of that energy in the business, which is making the t-shirt, which is the graphic design of it, which is the call in the warehousing, the storage, like shipping, boxing, labeling, whatever it is. That's called working in the business versus working on the business, which is, hey, how do I get more people to show up to my shop? How do I get more people to buy? How do I get more podcast interviews if that's what you need to do? How do I get the word out? 
I have a giant funnel. Do you want to bring it real quick? I have a giant funnel in my, uh, my studio, my other room, where I, I show this to people, which is how do I get more people to go in my funnel to eventually buy my product on the other end? Does that make sense? So I would yeah. say that you need to figure out what's on your giant TV in your room. How is your time being spent? Is that time being spent working in the business? You're not going to grow. I'll tell you that right now. If it's working on the business, you have much more likelihood of success. You have much more chance of doubling your sales, doubling your revenue, doubling the followers, doubling the amount of videos that's on your YouTube channel, doubling the subscribers. This is what I would say, right? This right here <laughs> is precisely the difference between working in the business versus working on the business. So it's how big is your funnel? Your funnel can only get so big. If you're, if you're doing it, it's this big. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, Absolutely. if you have an intern helping you, it's slightly bigger. But if you really want to go giant, I want to build a giant funnel and put it in my entrance. Like when they walk in, like, what is this thing? Well, <laughs> this is what business is. Yeah. If I can explain to you entrepreneurship in one illustration, it is the concept of how big is your funnel, right? This, if you want a $50,000 funnel, that's, that's a tiny one. Can I get the tiny one? All right, we're going to have some real fun illustration now. Okay, this is the $10,000 funnel. You with me? Yeah. All right, then you double your size. That's two exit. Then you got a $20,000 funnel. That looks like this. This is your $20,000 funnel. This is you and three virtual assistants from Philippines. This is what you're capable because that's the resource. That's the time energy you got. And if you're working in the business, it's not going to double. The only way to double this funnel is to say, you know what? I'm going to hire a marketing agency. I'm going to hire a consultant. I'm going to automate. I'm going to do some marketing automation. I'm going to put out four tweets of, you know, an hour or four TikToks or four of this or whatever that is. And I'm going to double my list size. That's this big of a funnel. This is now my reach. When the reach is bigger, you're going to make more money in the bottom. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a law. You can't, you cannot put water in the top and not have some come out the bottom. You can't, it doesn't work. It doesn't just fall off. The fish doesn't jump over. If they're in, they're gonna, a percentage of them will come down, right? Now, this is what you might be able to do internally if you get out of the business, see a bigger picture, say, man, this funnel is still not big. I need yeah. to make it bigger. Then comes the Gary Vee funnel. This would be <laughs> this would be the Grant Cardone funnel. This would be the Russell Brunson funnel or whoever you want to insert the name is. They just have a bigger funnel than you. That's, that's it. They're working on the business. The reason why you go to LinkedIn, you see his video, you switch to Instagram, you see the video, you go to TikTok, can't get rid of them. You can't, it's because they figured out that the business is how big can I make my top? That's all they're working on. None of them are working on how many more I can get from the bottom because they know if my top is bigger, my bottom is naturally going to be bigger. Was that a good illustration? That was fantastic. So put, put the pieces in place for you to allow yourself as the business owner to work on the business and not in it. Create the team to help do all the other things so you can focus your energy on the things that matter, which is getting traffic into the funnel. 100%. And like I said, that's why my calendar is the first and foremost thing. I don't even turn it on. My team, they're cool enough to go and turn it on for me because the moment I get in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in go mode. I don't want yeah. to have to think about, oh, what am I going to work on today? If you have to think about what you're working on today, you're wasting your valuable energy. That battery Duracell is dying by the minute. 
Because at seven o'clock, when I ask you to come up with a marketing strategy, you're like, I don't, I can't, it's just too much. It, too much uh, it's yeah. a blurry vision, right? So that's what it's like, if that makes sense. It, it does. So Solomon, you've been published in a lot of business magazines. You're, you're, you have multiple books. If you could tell an entrepreneur who's trying to grow to read one, one of your books or, or to go and check out one of the publications, what would it be? What can you help them with to go and, and research more and learn more about what you put out there already to help? I would, you know, right now we're just on, we're just having so much fun with TikTok. I'm just being completely frank with you. We're just having a blast with TikTok. Um, and the reason is that I think for folks that are starting today, Instagram might be a little too late. YouTube, you just like, you know, you can't get the reach that you're looking for unless you're doing YouTube shorts or something like that. Trying to get an edge. Remember that. Back to this thing. If you're trying to make a bigger funnel, if you're in the wrong platform, it's not going to do anything for you. It's still going to be very small. So TikTok has a potential for all of us, all of us to actually get in front of the right people that they're looking for. If you want to learn more about me, I'd say just go to TikTok. It is raw. It is unedited content and we're just having fun with it not because we need it we i want to reach a, a bunch of people don't get me wrong i want to help 10,000 agency owners one-on-one -on -one to scale because that 10,000 means that if i can help them each of them get 10 customers that's 100,000 businesses i am touching indirectly i help you and now you help 10 customers that's 100,000 entrepreneurs i can help right indirectly and all of yeah. those entrepreneurs like us what do we do we hire people jen we hire people. We hire at least 10 people in our day. So if, if each of those businesses hired 10 people, I've now indirectly helped a million people because of my tiny number of 10,000. It's, it's not that big, but the fact of the matter is there's indir indirect effect in everything that we do, right? We never see that part. We just end with the revenue, P&L, we go home, file our taxes, done. No, there's a bigger, there's something bigger that's happening here, which is we're helping business owner, just like teach a man how to fish. I can't fish for everybody. I can show you how to get customers and how to get them result. Because get all of us have that purpose. Like you said, that's my why. We as a company come to work every single day with our full 100% energizer battery so that we can help 10,000 business owners, agency owners scale. Each of them can easily get 10 clients. I, I hope that they get 100. Yeah. But then every single client that they acquire, we're now impacting lives that's not even seen. I wouldn't even know who it is. I would never see it. So that's like our passion. That's our mission, right? So if you can figure that out, like you said, figure out that why. Why do you want to do what you do? And by when? I don't have an end date. It's not like I need to get it from in three months. But go to TikTok. You'll see me touching tens and thousands of lives because all I do is give. There is no ask. There is no... Yeah download my ebook there is none if they have a question they ask i'm happy to give it at some point we're just going to go live on you know tiktok all day the reason i say that is that's what you as an entrepreneur need to do right if you're learning if you're starting you're passionate about what you do you shouldn't be asking i'm going to go get it you should be saying how much can i give be a go giver not a go getter i heard that some somebody i was like does is brilliant i need i need to tell that to the world Right. Don't ask your followers to do anything or fans to say, here's everything you possibly could want to start and scale. That's me. So I help them. I do. I'm doing a three day live challenge next week, three days live. And it's free. You can come in and learn what you need to learn. It took me 15 years to do it. You can have it for free. Spend three hours with me. That's give, 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 not take, take, take.
right? Yeah. So that's, and, and all of this content is going to go on TikTok. That, that would be my platform <laughs> to get back Excellent. to your question. No, that's fantastic. And do you think from a business starting up, you understand your why we went over that. And then next you think, understand your community or because before you get on a platform like TikTok, like you have to know who you're speaking to, right? hundred percent. So most of my content is marketing because that's the only thing I know and live and breathe and passionate about and study and read by courses. And you know, this <laughs> we're both like, yeah, we, we are the 1% crazy. So long story short, <laughs> like we know we're, we know that we don't know everything. So we know that we want to fill in those knowledge gap, right? Where we are today and where we're trying to go, the biggest gap is the knowledge gaps. Like we're going to figure that out. We're going to execute it so we can learn it. But yes, my audience is most of the people are entrepreneurs or digital marketing folks. Entrepreneurs, meaning they're trying to scale. They, they learn a little tip from me about user experience. They go, you know, implement it. They get it. They teach them a tip about email marketing. They go implement it. They make more money. That happens to be my community because most of my stuff isn't about, you know, you know, relationships or something like that. I just people, my employees, my teammates ask me questions. How do I start a company? How do I set up an LLC? How do I do this? And I literally want every single one of my teammates to be business owners, even if they're working with us. I want them to be an entrepreneur. I literally, I hope to make them a partner so that like, but I don't care whether they go in or didn't do it. I want them to be massively successful because of their interaction with, because of their you know, partnership, just working with someone like us. Like I want them to be massively successful than any other company that they would have worked at otherwise. Yeah empowering right? them. That's huge. 100%. But they would start thinking like an entrepreneur. They start looking at costs like entrepreneurs. They'll start optimizing your company like an entrepreneur, but they have to first be taught what's it like to be an entrepreneur? What should you be thinking about? How do you build a bigger funnel? But if they don't yeah. know that, they're just going to do the same thing every day. It's monotonous. They're going to get bored. At some point, they're going to quit because they never grown in their company. I think we owe it to them to say, look, guys, this is not the end all. You're an employee today, but someday I want you to be the employer. Someday right. you're going to be the boss. I'm going to put you in charge of this company while I go start the next one. Or you're just going to go start your own car wash gig, or you're going to start your own restaurant. You're going to go start your own t-shirt printing and e-com and whatever else that you're passionate about. That's what you're here for. You're here for two weeks, two months, two years, two, 20 years. I don't care. But that's the thing that I need to first tell them that this is not the end all. But here, learn everything you need to learn about being your own boss and then go execute. My business partner and I like to say, make the mistake on our dime. Learn on us before you go out and do it yourself. 100%. And when you do that, they're all of a sudden don't have the same pressure as like, I got to perform and I got to do this and I got to do that. No, you're here to execute. We're part of the same team. We're going we're gonna to do it together. We're going to win. We're going to blow up. But take everything, turn, learn everything. Everything I know is like, I learned that, you know, I partner with a bunch of businesses and, and I learned from the wisest people, everybody that's running a business, we all got burned. We have entrepreneur, you know, it's got like scars everywhere. Like, it's like, then I know not to do that. And I know not to do that. And today we just pass that knowledge on to the next person. Yeah. So what's next for ClickX? I don't, I mean, like I said, it's like for us, we're, we're already in like the group. We're just trying to scale what we already got, right? Impact more lives. It's just really making all of us and we're growing by day. Like we got new people joining us. It's just trying to figure out what's the next thing for us. We're actually building a network of contractors. One of the biggest challenges that agencies face is fulfillment. They don't have people to do the work. For them to grow, they need people to do the work, right? We were in that space for the longest time. We're just like, whoa, we got to think beyond W2s. So we're building a contractor network where an agency come and say, I need Facebook ad specialists. There's like 20 of them. You know what I mean? They're all US-based and they're all ready to go. 
because of the pandemic, all of us are different states and countries. There's no agency next to them. They can't go work in them. So now if I'm in Nebraska and I don't have a digital agency, just go to our network and then get hired by people. Same thing. We want to help agencies that aren't making money. We want some of the partners with clients to go use them to get, you know what I mean? Get the fulfillment. So like it's democratizing the thing that we do, which is fulfillment. And so we can impact lives. It's really not about us doing everybody's work. It's about how do we help others find each other? How do we be the bridge if we can, so that others that would never have met can go through our platform, meet each other, grow, build partnership, do whatever they need to do so that they too can be super uber successful. The connector. I love that. <laughs> try and try. It is a lot of work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got a lot on your plate. I, I love to see the success, the growth. It's incredible. And well, it, like I said, when you put yourself last, you put the, the needs of your customer first, all of a sudden you stop being greedy. It's not about us making a buck. It's about how do I help them make a buck? I don't know. Zig Ziglar said this. If you give enough people what they want, you get what you want in life. So the last yeah. thing we want to talk about is what we want. We want to talk about, well, what does the agencies want? Agencies want clients. Right? What do these digital marketers want? They want jobs. They want money, right? Someday they'll make be their own agency, but right now they don't know how to do that. So they need some sales. So they need some people to pay them to do the work. They're, so they're God-given talent. They know how to run ads. They're analytical. They're copywriters. Well, they, guess what? They're probably really bad at getting customers or they're really bad at getting you know, a job or a gig, if I may. So we want to be that bridge to help them out, which is the individual side. Agencies just don't know how to sell. Did you know that the marketing people are the worst at marketing themselves? Right. Yes. Like the cobbler's kids never have any shoes. Yeah. It's like it's been said over and over how we, the guys that are in the game, typically do a poor job in um, in the thing that we, you know, that we do. So long story short, we want to build that gap and help these agencies scale and grow and everything else that they're supposed to do. At least know that big giant TV in my office. Where's their time going? Are they working in the they're working the business? They're going to grow. Right. Yeah. If, they're, if they're working on the business, they're going to grow. But most of them are doing the client campaign. So most of them are the business. It's like named after them. <laughs> Does so that make sense? They, like, if, if an agency or an owner is watching this or listening to this podcast episode, should they go to ClickX? Where should, should they go find you on absolutely. TikTok? Like, where would you recommend? <laughs> 100%. Go to ClickX. ClickX.io. Uh, but beyond that, just to kind of follow along the growth and the journey, just I would say TikTok probably the platform we're going to be publishing the most because we see the most uptick in, in activity and engagement. So it's kind of like we optimize to what works. This is like this is a good secret to growing business. You, you don't optimize the thing that doesn't work. If you can get 1% conversion rate, yeah, we got 1%. Now how do we 2X it? That's it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play with all my other things at the same time. I would say, well, I got to two. How do we make it three? How do we get to three to four? And that little thing is what you try to do until yeah. you're really you're really happy with it. I wouldn't mess with another platform. See, when we're trying to do all of them at the same time, we get like brain fog and we just we said none of this stuff is working. Give up. But if yeah. you just say, look, on for everything that happens, for every action, there's the, you know, there's a positive and negative reaction, right? So we know that if I'm getting 1%, I'm pretty sure I can figure out how to get 2%. I can figure out how to make it 4%, 4 to 6 Like, that's the way we're looking at Optimus. It's like we do that for clients all day, right? We just got to look at ourselves and say, well, of all the things we're posting, what's working? We see, we see TikTok as our next uh, our game. And I think every, every single person that's watching or listening to this should really say, it, like, what's working in my marketing? 
John yeah. Wanamaker said that 50% of my market doesn't work. The problem is finding out which 50%, <laughs> right? So we're just trying to figure that out and then say, okay, well, we know this 50% is working. How do we optimize it so we can get more click-through rates, more opt-ins, clearly more conversions, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It's That's great advice. So Solomon, we talk about when you get in the office, there's that your computer or I mean your uh, TV, which has your calendar on it and you start from there. Do you have a routine in the morning that you like to follow personally to help with you know, your, your personal self and, um, you know, getting you ready for the day. Brian Tracy said, eat your frog in the morning. So all entrepreneurs who's listening to me, got to read that book. Number one, number two, for us, our frog might be prospecting. Our frog might be not exercising in the morning. Our frog might be, we're not investing in ourselves. Like there's no personal development. There's no book reading. There's no meditation and prayer, whatever it is that you need to do. So for me, it's exercising, getting out for a run, doing some exercise. That's my frog. That starts like at five in the morning, right? That's the thing. So I do all of that. When I get in the office, it's, it's go game. It's like, it's, it is not, uh, <laughs> it's my, my day's already like max to the brim is how many things can I do project management to people management to process management what is what do we need to accomplish to make today be the most successful day possible how do we milk every ounce of today rather than say oh you know it was an okay day hopefully tomorrow will be better I don't want to do that yeah <laughs> right does that make sense yeah yeah oh absolutely for and and talking about that personal development and, and your schedule your schedule is so important to you. What, how do you start? Do you just have a rolling schedule and you're constantly putting stuff in it? Or do you, is it like Monday morning? That's the first thing you do is set your calendar up for the week. Yeah. So most of it's calendar, it's blocking time. So we have times blocked for different things throughout the week. Um, and uh, there's obviously some open time for meetings and things like that. Client meetings or partners, I call them. Uh, but most of the time, it's already like devoted to whatever that thing is, whether it's a meeting to talk about five clients and you know, those are all set. So I don't really have to do anything. I just have to be there and be present and, and execute. So clearly, like we teach the same model to every single one of our employees. We come to work with eight hours of time or whatever many hours you want to put in, like whether it's six or eight or nine or four, it doesn't matter. That's your input. Right. So don't it's not like you should ask what you got done in the day, not how many hours you worked. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh, I worked four hours. Well, what was in the four hours? That's more right. important than the hours you work. So I just try to make sure that my in the hours is everything that I needed to get done or everything that my team needed from me so that they can do their job successfully. That's, that's great advice. Well, Solomon, thank you so much. I know our time is coming to an end. I, you added so much value. I, I hope the Remote Start Nation, I hope you learned as much as I did today. It's been incredible. I hope we could take some of the value that Solomon dropped here and, and put it to work for you right away. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you all for joining me on this journey as I help you to start a business, grow your brand, and create your desired lifestyle. Remember to leave a comment. Go check out ClickX. Go watch Solomon on, tic, on uh, TikTok. See what he's doing every day. See what he's putting out there. Remember to share this episode with your community who you think could learn from what you heard here today. Until next time, go start something, start today, and go build the lifestyle that you desire by taking action. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thank you. Well, Remote Start Nation, we have come to the end of another episode. This episode was brought to you by our sponsor, Woodward Movement, your go-to for brand identity, branded merchandise, and brand delivery. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. 
If you enjoyed today's show, head on over to remotestartpodcast.com or our social channels to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free resources to help you on your journey. And as always, please don't forget to share the Remote Start Podcast with your friends and colleagues you think would enjoy being part of the Remote Start Nation. Until next time.